Clinical Issues by Amber Wood Postoperative Transport of Patients Who Require Both Airborne and Contact Precautions Question. What precautions should we take when postoperatively transporting a patient who requires both airborne and contact precautions? Answer. Perioperative personnel should take several precautions during postoperative transport of patients who require both airborne and contact precautions to reduce the risk of transmitting pathogens to other patients, personnel, and visitors, and into the environment. Before transporting the patient, the RN circulator should call the receiving care team and communicate that the patient is in transit and that a combination of airborne and contact precautions are required so that the team can prepare to care for the patient safely upon arrival and prevent transmitting infection in the postoperative area. The RN circulator should confirm the postoperative transport location with the postoperative RN and that the destination has the environmental controls required according to the Policy for Airborne Precautions, for example, an AIIR. Personnel should transport the patient directly to the AIIR in the post-anesthesia care unit, the intensive care unit, or another inpatient unit. If an AIIR is not available, the perioperative team should transport the patient to a single patient room. For outpatients, personnel should consult with an infection preventionist to determine the ideal location for postoperative recovery and whether a portable HEPA filtration unit or a portable anteroom is needed in the postoperative patient room. After the patient is extubated in the OR, ideally the perioperative team should wait to open any doors until 99% of airborne particles have been removed from the air. The time required to achieve this removal will vary based on the efficiency of the ventilation or filtration system. For example, 20 air exchanges per hour for 14 minutes to remove 99% of airborne contaminants. Extubation is a cough-inducing and aerosol-generating procedure that increases the risk of droplet nuclei being expelled into the air. Keeping the OR doors closed after extubation reduces the risk of exposing personnel and possibly other patients in the corridor to contaminated air escaping the room. The risk of exposure also may be reduced by using a portable anteroom or HEPA filtration unit or by performing the procedure when other personnel and patients are not in the immediate vicinity of the OR in use. Perioperative personnel should wear PPE, including a FIT-tested National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health-approved surgical N95 respirator, an isolation gown, eye protection, and gloves to move the patient from the OR bed to the transport stretcher. Personnel should cover the patient with a clean sheet or blanket to contain the infected or colonized areas of the patient's body. If the patient is awake and alert, the RN circulator or anesthesia professional should instruct the patient to cover his or her mouth and nose when coughing or sneezing. If feasible, the patient should wear a mask or use a tissue to cover his or her mouth and nose during transport. When the anesthesia professional is ready to transport the patient, the RN circulator or anesthesia professional should switch the oxygen source to the portable unit and transition the monitors to the portable machine if needed and according to the facility's protocol. If the anesthesia professional is at the bedside and the patient is stable and secure on the stretcher with the bed rails up and locked, the RN circulator 
should remove and dispose of his or her contaminated isolation gown and gloves inside the room and perform hand hygiene. He or she should then don clean gloves to clean and disinfect the bed rails, bed controls, and the door handle that will be touched when exiting the OR and transporting the patient. Next, the RN circulator should remove the gloves worn while disinfecting surfaces and perform hand hygiene again. Personnel should not remove the surgical N95 respirator until after leaving the OR, because the air in the OR may be contaminated with the airborne transmissible pathogen. When personnel are ready to leave, they may open the door to transport the patient into the corridor and then close it behind them. Personnel may remove their eye protection in the corridor after exiting the room, or they may leave it on during transport according to the facility's policy. If the facility's policy allows, personnel may remove and discard their surgical N95 respirators in the corridor after exiting the room and should perform hand hygiene afterwards. If the patient has COVID-19, the CDC recommends leaving the N95 respirators on during patient transport for, quote, anything more than brief encounters, end quote. Furthermore, Stopping in the corridor postoperatively to remove respirators may not be feasible depending on the patient's condition. If personnel do not anticipate direct contact with a patient during transport, they do not need to wear isolation gowns or gloves unless the facility's policy requires it. If personnel do not wear gowns or gloves during transport, they may bring clean PPE along in the event that unanticipated contact with a patient is required and there are no supplies immediately available. However, when the team members anticipate direct contact with the patient during transport, it is ideal to doff the contaminated PPE worn in the OR and don clean PPE to reduce the risk of contaminating the environment. In some situations, it may not be safe for the team members to change their PPE before transport such as when the anesthesia professional is manually ventilating the patient postoperatively. In these situations, the patient's safety is paramount, and an additional team member who is not wearing an isolation gown or gloves should escort the team to the postoperative location to minimize contamination of the environment. When wearing contaminated isolation gowns or gloves, personnel should not touch doors, elevator buttons, identification badges, or environmental surfaces during patient transport. Because personnel will likely remove the patient's mask or tissue and contact the patient during the postoperative assessment, any member of the transport team who is not wearing PPE upon arrival to the postoperative destination should stop at the door before entering the patient's room and don an isolation gown, a surgical N95 respirator, eye protection, and gloves. After the patient transport and handover to the post-anesthesia care or inpatient unit nurse is complete, the RN circulator should remove his or her gown and gloves inside the patient's room, perform hand hygiene, and don clean gloves to clean and disinfect any portable equipment that will be returned to the perioperative area and the door handle that will be used to exit the room. After cleaning and disinfection is complete, The RN circulator should remove his or her gloves and perform hand hygiene again. After leaving the room and closing the door, he or she should remove and discard the surgical N95 respirator and perform hand hygiene.